My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 47 of The Kate Show. Now, today we're going to talk about something that has just been blowing up my inbox lately and that is your 2019 marketing plan. Now, if you're listening to this in a different year, Obviously, this is still going to apply. It's still going to be extremely helpful to you. And the reason I want to focus on this is because I do get asked a lot when it gets to the end of a year, as people are preparing for a new year, I get asked, what should I be doing in my marketing to really make a difference on my bottom line in the new year? And what I have found is after having many, many consultations one-on-one with interior designers, home stagers, and workrooms, I end up telling them similar things only because their businesses are similar and their goals are similar. So if you want to book a consult with me because you want that tailored one-on-one advice that is still an option, definitely reach out on my website. But if instead you would just like to to hear what I'm telling other people and apply it to your own business as you see fit, this episode is for you. So let's dive right in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. When I have these conversations with people, most often they want to dive right into what should I post on social media? I'm stressed out. I can't believe I should be adding more to my plate in 2019. Help me, help me, help me. And I never like to start with the to-do list because we first need to look at your goal for the entire year because you might be surprised to find out that everything you think you should be doing is actually a huge waste of your time and your money. So if what you're doing doesn't line up with serving your end goal, stop doing it. You don't have to be pulled in a million different directions. You don't have to post every day on every social media platform known to man. You don't have to spam your email list every single week. You don't have to constantly be updating your website just for the sake of updating it. You don't have to post a blog every single day. You getting my drift here, guys? Okay, a lot of you are really stressed out at the end of the year because you think you need to do even more in the new year, but the opposite is often most true. So the first question I want you to answer is, what are your goals for the new year? Now, if you say your goal is simply to make more money, that is way too general. Any good business coach will tell you, you need to actually get really specific, give hard numbers. So let me flesh this out for you. How much money do you want to make? Don't just say more, give it an actual number. Now, what type of project do you really want to focus on in the new year? What do you love? What brings you joy? What is your passion? Now, how much does a project of that size usually cost your client? And that being said, how many of those projects will you need per month or per year in order to meet your gross revenue goal? These are all things that you can cover on your own or with a business partner, an advisor, or a business coach, but you absolutely need to start the new year knowing these numbers. Now, your project that you have in mind, the one that you just wrote down, does that line up with your ideal client? Because if not, you either need to create a new ideal client or choose a different project type. 
you need to make sure that your ideal client would like this type of project and would need the type of project that you most want to push and promote in the new year. The next thing you'll need to do is make sure that all your marketing efforts are pointing towards driving that particular ideal client towards that particular project with you. So your marketing strategy suddenly becomes a very focused machine with one goal in mind, converting a certain type of person into a certain type of client for your very specific type of project. And I'm going to show you how you do that in real life. Now, you have to make sure that you're not spreading yourself too thin, whether it's with your money or your time because a lot of you are still doing things that you don't need to be doing. For example, if you're on Twitter, please get off Twitter. It is such a waste of time. And as an interior designer, stager, or workroom, your ideal client is likely not on Twitter. So do some general housekeeping and look at all the ways you've been marketing your business in the past year and ask yourself, are my ideal clients already hanging out in the places where I'm promoting myself? And if the answer is no, or if you don't know, you need to do your homework stat because chances are you are wasting time being in places you never needed to be. The other thing you'll need to do is take a look at your website. While I said earlier you don't need to constantly update it, you do need to make sure you update it at least once a year, preferably every quarter or biannually, but if nothing else, at least once a year. So have your service packages changed? Have your prices changed? Has your ideal client changed? Has your logo changed? Look at your website and figure out where it needs to be updated and then reach out to your web designer and get it done. Make sure that the verbiage on your website, especially your homepage, your about page, and your services page are speaking directly to your ideal client and are pushing your expertise in that particular type of project you want more of in the new year. And I will go into more detail about what you need to do to your website to make it a really effective marketing tool. So before we dive into that, let's talk about the big thing that everyone is worried and stressed out about, social media. Now I already said you need to take inventory of where you're spending your time on social media to make sure it's actually worth your while. So if you're on Pinterest, awesome. You need to be there. If you're on Instagram, awesome. Make sure you're posting every day. And if you are on Facebook, you don't have to post as often, but you do need to have a presence there. I recommend about three times per week. And if at worst case scenario, you can't post on Instagram every day, at least try to make that three post per week goal. You need to have a consistent presence. There is nothing more embarrassing than having a social media account linked to your website or showing up in your email signature when you haven't updated that thing in like six months. Because then when a client or a potential client does go there, he or she sees that nothing has happened. It looks like a ghost town and that just doesn't look good on you. So it's okay to have only one or two social media platforms that you're using for your business, but you have to make sure the ones you're using are being updated regularly. 
Now, I do have a different episode on how you can create a social media content calendar, and I will link it in the show notes. But if you scroll back in iTunes or Google Play, you can find my episode about social media content calendars. And it's actually really easy, and I'm going to give you a brief summary of it right now. So if you end up posting only three times per week, which is the minimum, but it's still acceptable, I recommend doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or you could do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday if you want. You could also throw Sunday in there, totally up to you. And then decide ahead of time what you're going to post on each day. So every Monday, you would share a photo of your work. Every Wednesday, you would share something personal about yourself, some little fun fact. Every Friday, you would share a design or a staging tip, or you could talk specifically and directly about your services. And remember, you're going to be pushing that one type of project that you really want more of. Now, this is not going to alienate you from getting other types of projects. It actually increases that likelihood because now you look like a specialist and the specialist is the one who gets the most attention because they are the most memorable. The reason I promote and especially love the minimum three posts per week on any social platform is because it's just really easy to schedule a month or even two months ahead of time. Because think about it, how many Mondays are in one month? Four to five. So you will need four to five photos of your work for an entire month. Then how many Wednesdays are in a month? How many Fridays? You get the picture. You'll need four to five fun facts about yourself for every Wednesday, and you'll need four or five design or staging tips every Friday. That equates to about 12 posts or up to like 15 posts per month. And you can easily sit down in an afternoon and get all of that done. As long as you are scheduling these posts to publish ahead of time. So if you are focusing on Facebook, Facebook actually has a built-in scheduling tool for Facebook pages, does not cost you anything. And I use it all the time, or rather my team does for a lot of our custom social media clients. It is very easy to use and I suggest that you check it out. Just go to your Facebook page, act like you're about to post something, and then instead of clicking publish, click the drop down arrow and select schedule instead. You can schedule things for up to six months in advance. You could also use an outside service, especially if you are trying to schedule pins on Pinterest ahead of time, or if you are trying to schedule Instagram posts ahead of time. Now, I love using Hopper HQ for Instagram because I can actually schedule both Instagram and Facebook at the same time within the same platform. But Tailwind is also great for Instagram as well. Plus, Tailwind will let you do Pinterest scheduling in large batches. So instead of clicking pin, pin, pin on every single thing you want to save, you can actually do a batch pin, which allows you to select many pins at once that then get scheduled out and showing up in your followers feeds on Pinterest according to the ways and schedules that you have set up already. So Pinterest is a great way to get more traffic to your website. Instagram is a great way to have those one-on-one moments with your potential clients. And Facebook, quite honestly, is good for SEO. Even though a lot of us do not like Facebook and they always want you to pay to be seen, there is still value there. So do not let the Facebook angst make you step away from that platform. You still need to be on it. 
before I move on to the next thing that you're going to have to work through as part of your 2019 marketing plan, I do want to say something about coming up with social media content. It's one thing for me to be able to say, every Monday, share a photo of your work, every Wednesday, share something personal, and every Friday, share a tip. Because that can still be a tall order for some of you. Some of you don't have very many photos of your work. And I would suggest that you make room in your 2019 budget for professional photography of your projects, even if it's just one project a quarter. Guys, this is not overhead. This is an investment. Everything you do is visual, and if you cannot prove to potential clients through social media photos, through photos on your website that you know what you're doing, you're going to have a very hard time getting those higher-end clients. Your photos are definitely worth more than a thousand words in the home industry, so you have to make sure you bite the bullet and pay that professional photographer. But make sure the photographer you hire specializes in interior photography because it is very difficult different from portrait photography, from landscape photography. It's just not the same thing. There are angles to deal with, like photographing bathrooms. It requires special lenses. It requires knowledge of lighting. It requires some photo staging, which may or may not be the same thing as home staging. So to all you home stagers out there, it would be great if you worked closely with your photographer to make sure the photos turned out the way you want it. And photo shoots don't have to take all day and they don't have to be of entire homes. Maybe you did one room, that's okay. Have your photographer drop in and take a few good photos because not only will you be able to use those photos right then and there, but you'll be able to use them for years to come. They are a long-term investment in the growth of your business. Now, if you're also struggling with how do I share personal stories that seems so wrong, I want you to go listen to one of my previous episodes. I believe it was the last episode, the one right before this one, where I talked about the importance of sharing your story. I want you to work through that. I want you to ponder it in the new year because this is your chance to truly become memorable, but it's not something anyone can do for you. It's completely up to you and your willpower. Now, the other thing is, what if you're having a hard time coming up with tips or you have a hard time talking about your services? You just feel slimy, you feel salesy, you're not really sure how to do it. Well, I have a few resources for you. The first one would be socialitevault.com. Yep, you've heard me talk about it before, but one of the many things I offer at Socialite Vault are pre-made social media posts that promote your services for you. You can, of course, change the text so that it applies to your exact situation, but the image is there, the hashtags are there, the verbiage is there to kind of get your creative juices flowing. And again, if you only need four or five of them a month, it's really easy to go through, curate the ones you want, and then get them scheduled no excuses. The next piece of your 2019 marketing plan should include email marketing. And to any naysayers who are like, "Mm, email marketing is dead, or I don't want to spam my customers, or I feel like people get too much email already, let me share this incredible stat with you, okay? Email marketing is 40 times more effective than Facebook marketing. So, That means that if you aren't taking advantage of email marketing, you're missing a huge customer base. 
you're missing many referrals and many repeat clients. And that's concerning. So just think not about how much business you've lost because that's a negative mindset. We want to stay away from that. But instead think if you started doing email marketing in 2019, how much more successful could your business be? Could you even raise your prices? Could you scale back on how much you're working because now your time is worth more? Think about it. All right. Now, when I say email marketing, I'm not thinking or trying to suggest that you need to have super complex automated emails going every which way, upside down and sideways. I'm simply saying this. Send an email newsletter once a month every four weeks. I don't suggest doing more than that because that will start to irritate people. Plus, it's just more work for you. But sending an email newsletter 12 times a year is a perfect way for you to stay top of mind with your past customers and your past leads as well as your current ones. Now that it brings me to the next point. Some people will say this is great, but I don't have a mailing list. Now what? Well, the truth is everyone does. If you have record of your past clients, your current clients, or your leads that includes their names and their email addresses, or even just their email addresses, you have a mailing list. Put them on a spreadsheet and then upload them to a platform called MailChimp. MailChimp is free if you have 2,000 people on your list or less. And it's something that I use all the time for my own business and for all the customers that we work with around the world. It is a great service. They do have even more complex automations available and it doesn't cost you anything. So if you can get a list of your customers put into MailChimp, you will find it so easy to start contacting them once a month. But a lot of times you may not be sure what to say or you might do it for a few months and then totally fall off the bandwagon, totally forget that you were supposed to be doing that, and then the guilt sets in and the overwhelm sets in and you're kind of back at square one. So because of this deep issue in the home industry, I have a solution for that as well. A lot of you have heard of socialitevault.com. I talked about it earlier when I talked about social media posts. But another thing that we do on that platform is create email newsletters based on what you guys tell us you want. So for example, I had a home stager recently request a list of home staging checklists basically that you could give to a homeowner or a real estate agent so they could make sure that they were good to go. And chances are they would not be good to go and therefore they would need to hire that home stager. That is what we do. Now, for people who are trying to stay consistent with sending out a newsletter every month but they just can't seem to make it happen, we do that for them as well. So I want you guys to know that there are resources out there that will make your email marketing easy. You could be as involved as you want or as hands-free as you want at socialitevault.com. Now, as far as what you should be saying, if you're writing your own content, make sure that you are brief. Keep it to about 300 words. Talk about only one thing. And I know this is hard for a lot of us, including myself. I like to throw in every single service that I offer, maybe even my life story, maybe a little recipe that I like. But each time you add something new, it lessens the effectiveness of your newsletter. The longer it gets, the less people are likely to read it, and then it ends up being a huge waste of your time with absolutely no return on your investment. So keep it short 
and keep it to the point. Make sure that you have a call to action at the end that tells people what to do next. And this is something that we do all the time when we create email newsletters. And the ones that we create are customizable or you can create, you can request totally custom content. So totally up to you. All right. The other thing you should be doing is putting a branded magazine, what is also called a lead magnet, on your website so that people can get in your mailing list that way. How this works is pretty simple. People will see the lead magnet. They'll be like, okay, cool, I want that. It's all about three ways to get ready for your kitchen remodel or you know whatever makes sense for you. Then they'll put their email address in and they'll get the lead magnet while you will get their email address, which means that you now have a new potential client on your mailing list who will start getting your monthly email newsletter. And that is where they will likely convert into a paying client. Because guys, email marketing is the end of a sales funnel. That is where people convert versus social media, which is the beginning of the sales funnel. And that is why email marketing is 40 times more effective than Facebook when it comes to closing a sale. Now we need to switch gears a little bit and talk about your website design and the experience your client goes through when they first start working with you, because that is extremely important for customer retention, referrals, and repeat business. But before we do that, we're gonna take a quick sponsor break. Hey guys, just popping in here quick because I've got a question for you. Do you have a business partner? Do you have someone who is helping your business move the needle forward every single day? Well, if you're still looking for that special someone, look no further than Nancy Ganzikoffer. She's a business coach for interior designers and other creative entrepreneurs. Nancy understands the unique challenges you face when pursuing your dreams, and she'll help you develop your business identity, set goals, and manage your time. Now, if you're not part of her Facebook group, Actionable Entrepreneurs, you'll wanna get in there right away. Nancy's there every single day, giving tips, support, and lessons to keep you taking action and moving forward in your business. Now, if you're ready to take a giant leap forward, get on her calendar for a strategy call. It's 50 minutes of straight business coaching, and you'll leave that session with clarity, goals, and a direction towards growth in your business. Head over to businesscoachnancy.com forward slash consult. Okay, guys, let's talk about your website. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I actually created a separate episode about the 11 key sections and features your website needs to have. But if you haven't heard that episode, I'm going to give you a brief rundown right now. I will be linking that episode in the show notes, but you can always just scroll back in the history of this podcast in iTunes or Google Play so that you don't miss any of the details. You could even send this podcast to your website designer to make sure that your website is set up for success in 2019. All right, so the first thing your website needs to have is a full screen or a wide screen design with white space. If your website is extremely narrow and tiny on the screen, or if it has a textured background or a really harsh color palette, it's probably from the late 90s or early 2000s, I'm guessing. If you haven't updated your site in the past three to five years, it's definitely time to get a makeover because your business has changed since then as well. And you want to make sure you're not deterring people from working with you just because your site might look, for lack of a better word, ugly. So 
We don't like ugly websites here at Socialite. We have designed over 30 websites alone in 2018, and we are planning to do much more in 2019 because there is such a huge need for making sure that interior design, staging, and workroom sites look as beautiful as the work that is being created within those companies. And unfortunately, there's usually a huge disconnect between the two, so it's important that you keep your website current. The second thing you need to have on your website is a site-wide banner that's clickable. So that means no matter what page of your website people land on, there's a little skinny banner across the top and you can announce things there. You can say click here to book a discovery call and when they click it, it'll take them directly to wherever they need to go. That's just smart design layout. Now, the third thing you need to do is make sure that your logo is designed really well so that it looks good on your site and that it makes sense as far as placement. Some people will put their logo on top of another image, but that often makes the logo hard to see, or they'll shove the logo to one side of the site or the other when it would actually look better in the middle, and sometimes the opposite is almost is also true. So just look at your site, try to be objective and think, how can I make this better? Because maybe you don't need a full site makeover, or maybe you do. All right, so the fourth thing you should look at is the main menu or the navigation. And I see this a lot where people have way too much going on in their main menu and they use flowery or creative language that is totally confusing. So if you call your blog a design journal or creative thoughts, just call it a blog. Okay, that is what Google recognizes. That is what your website visitors will recognize and understand. It's not cool to confuse your visitors. So make sure that you are organizing and naming the pages in your site with intention. And here is a list of what it should look like. And again, you should have no more than six to seven different options in your menu. You can have more under like a sub menu, but just don't get crazy with it. Don't get creative with it. In this case, simple is best. So you should have home, about, portfolio, services, how we work, blog, if you have one, and then contact us or book a consult. That works well as a call to action, as well as just being a menu item. But it's important that there's no confusion around the different ways people can navigate through your site. The next thing you need to do is make sure the first image people see on your homepage is clear and beautiful and a good representation of your work, even if it's a stock photo. It's okay if it's a stock photo, but it needs to make sense for your business and it needs to look beautiful. Make sure that you are also being clear about how you're introducing your business. It is better to head straight into how you can help people versus how many awards you've won because people are not going to care about that until they first understand how you can help them. The next thing you'll need to do right on your homepage is list your services and then add your testimonials and then add a few more photos of your work or a link to your blog page so that people can see that you really take your job seriously. At the very end of your homepage, make sure you have a call to action 
or a CTA as we call it, because you don't want people to just get on your homepage and then leave. You want them to go further into your site. So you could ask a question like, are you ready to book a consult? And then have a button beneath it and then have that button link to your consultation booking page. That way people are going further into the site and they're not just leaving. People who get on your site and then leave contribute to what we call a bounce rate. And if you use Google Analytics to track how well your site is doing and you see a bounce rate higher than 40%, you've got a major issue that you need to deal with. But don't worry about that. If you don't have Google Analytics set up right now, just try to keep the main thing the main thing. But if you find that you're at the level where you can add on another layer of data, then Google Analytics is definitely for you. All right, so now let's switch gears yet again and talk about something a little bit different, but still just as important when it comes to your 2019 marketing plan. You see, up to this point, I've been talking about what to do before you get that new client, but now let's talk about what you do during and after that client onboarding process. Onboarding a new client is an important time because it sets expectations, it lets people know whether or not you care about them, it lets them know how good of a designer or a stager or a workroom you are even before they actually experience your work. So this time should not be ignored. Make sure that you have a great client onboarding sequence. Make sure you have a set template that everybody on your team follows when bringing somebody new into your client roster. I suggest you start with using a client welcome packet. This is a PDF that can be used digitally or it can be printed out on nice paper that looks kind of like a magazine, but it goes through, it introduces each member of your team, it provides vital contact information, it showcases more of your work, it explains your policies and procedures, it might even give a brief summary of your contract, but you'll of course have to provide your full contract as a separate document. It will also go into frequently asked questions and really give your client ease and peace of mind knowing that, hey, they made the right decision by signing that contract with you. Now, I have client welcome packets available on socialitevault.com. They're part of the regular membership and they can be customized in any way that you would like. They can be used digitally or in print form. And it's a great way to make an excellent first impression on your new clients. But I also suggest that you look at other tools to help you stay organized throughout the project. I suggest using MyDoma Studio for project management if you are an interior designer. And if you happen to sell virtual design packages, try using designfiles.co. You can also speed up your estimates and you can get your sourcing done more quickly using designerinc.com. If you are a home stager, reach out to the International Association of Home Staging Professionals and ask them what project management software they will recommend. I'm not going to recommend any on this episode only because I don't have enough familiarity to be able to confidently recommend one over the other. Whereas with interior design project management platforms, not only do I know the founders, but I've had them on the podcast and I just feel more comfortable recommending them. So if you are a stager, look for your own resources in your network organizations 
because people will be able to tell you, yeah, I'm using this platform and I like it, or no, I don't. Okay, do your research before you sign up. The other thing to keep in mind is that you need to make sure your client understands from the beginning how problems will be handled. Now I've seen a lot of designers and stagers do a really good job of this, but I've seen some not give any thought to this whatsoever. As you know, no project goes without a hitch. So just address that fact point blank. Like, hey, things are gonna go wrong and this is how we're going to problem solve for you. We will never present you with a problem without also offering a solution. That will help build trust with your new client. Okay guys, this is a lot of information, but it is all vital to your 2019 marketing plan. And I hope that it has helped get the wheels turning. And I hope that you can sit down with your business coach and get these things ironed out, or even just sit down with a business partner or somebody else that you trust. Now, if you're looking for a business coach, I can recommend two of them wholeheartedly. The first one you heard as our sponsor of this episode, Nancy Ganzakoffer, and the other one is Michelle Williams of Scarlet Thread Consulting. Both of these women are absolute powerhouses and they specialize in helping people in the home industry grow their businesses and increase their bottom line. So if you are interested in getting a business coach for 2019, that should be number one on your line item in your budget. Okay guys, keep in mind, a goal without a plan is just a dream and dreams don't make money. So when you're setting your goals for 2019, put real numbers down, not just good ideas. And don't just hope to meet those goals. You need to prepare as though they're happening tomorrow because you know they might be. A lot of times our goals are self-fulfilling prophecies. If we simply act like we already have them, they will show up. It's an, an incredible and amazing thing. Okay, until then, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. And let me know if you would like to book a one-on-one -on -one marketing consultation for 2019. Head over to katethesocialite.com and contact me and we'll get something set up. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.